Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, I got burned on that um, that Rockets game. That's for sure. Uh, they ended up losing that game with that crappy call. A 135-133 Spurs in double overtime in San Antonio tonight. So the eighth win of the season for the Spurs against the 13-win Rockets. Rockets are 13-7, 5-5 away. So it's kind of average for you know a team that has a guy like Harden who... Uh, everybody knows, uh, is Chuck City. I mean, this guy just shoots until the uh, lights go out. So I, I won't deny he's great. Uh, and I love watching him score like everybody else does. But, I mean, they're, I mean, 13 to 7, is that anything to brag about? I mean, honestly, they're like, you know, set, what, you know, six games over 500? What, I mean, what is that? You know, it's not like he's playing it. I mean, the Mavericks have a better record, right? They do. They're 14 and 6. The Lakers have been better, you know, and I think one of the things is like the Clippers, they've got 15 wins. Do you think Carver Hyde that the Rockets are that good, even though they have those two star scorers? I mean, let's face it, Westbrook can fill it up too. I don't think that they would beat either of the LA teams in a playoff series. I just don't. And let's say they miraculously did and got to the finals. Could they beat the Bucks or Raptors? Or Philly or Boston? Do you think they could beat I, a team I from think, the East? I think any. I think all those big teams in the West could beat anybody in the East. You know, you take all those four or five best, including teams the, in the Rockets. West, oh yeah, I think that they could win the if they got to the final. Here's the problem with the Rockets getting to the finals and these other teams. It's going to be so hard for all of these teams. Like they would possibly have to beat both the Lakers and the, and the Clippers, right? When they have to possibly go through both of them, Denver in there too. Get all the you know. Right. There's so many. Good teams. Good teams in the West. And I know it's kind of like that every year, but do you really think that Harden is, you know. He'd have to do it basically himself. I mean, with with Westbrook. He shouldn't. I mean, that's the thing now. You know, it's him and Westbrook. They don't spread it enough to everybody else. Listen, what did we see last year? Depth is so important. You know, Toronto was able to throw so many guys at you. We saw how the Warrior depth hurt them when everybody got hurt. They didn't have the depth that they had in years past. You need to have some. You need to have more. Mafia, let me ask you a question. Remember last night we were talking about. Uh, remember we were talking about the four teams in the East, and we all said that the Heat are in there now at three, and there's just no way they'll last and stay there. That right. they'll eventually fizzle. Tonight they went to Toronto in overtime and kicked the Raptors' ass, one twenty-one, one ten. Jimmy Buckets had twenty-two, thirteen, and twelve, the triple double. Are you willing to? Um, are you willing to take? Any of that back that all of us agreed that they wouldn't last, that the Heat go to Toronto tonight and kick their ass. I mean, they get it done. How tough do you think they are? They're playing incredibly tough right now, but this is not a team when I look at their roster that I think is going to be one that scares me down the stretch. I think that when you start getting, especially into the playoffs, when you're going to play a team three, four, five, six, seven times in a row and you make adjustments game to game, when you get a good coach that know, you know, figures things out, I think that could be very. But don't you think he's a do. good coach, Spolster? I think he is. I'm not saying he's not. But I mean, when you look at the rest of that that lineup, 
Butler, of course, is Butler, and he's doing his thing. But, you know, Miles Leonard, you know, Adebayo, Olenek, Jones Jr., Winslow, are any of these guys really scaring you? They're playing great right now. They're playing deep. That's the problem is that the problem for the other teams is that everyone is contributing. But when it comes to clutch time and defenses start to crack down, really, are you expecting those guys to still put up 16, 17, 18 points a game? Just, just Butler. Just Butler. That's all you're going to expect. And we know in the playoffs that doesn't work. So, did you see the Mavericks? They won tonight, 118-97 over the Pelicans on the road. And your boy, Luca. My name is Luca. I live on the second floor. 20, uh, what do you have, 33-18-5. and five. He is truly, uh, without a doubt, in my book, my favorite player to watch now in the NBA every night. The white boy down in Dallas. Can you imagine? Seriously, he is the most entertaining player in the league. Am I crazy to say that? Like, I He's get it. incredible for them. And, you know, everyone was the big talk was about KP coming there. How good they're going to be together. I mean, KP's had some good performances. But every night it's just Luka, Luka, Luka. It's not the two of them doing these big things every night. It's just Luka. He's just carrying that team with, you know, KP doing some nice things on the side. He's 9 of 18, 50% from the floor, five threes, 10 of 13 from the line, 18 rebounds, five dimes, only four turnovers, a plus 16. I mean, that's incredible. He has 33. And then uh, your boy Porzingis tonight has seven. He chucks two of 11 from the floor, one of three from downtown, six rebounds, one dime, five blocks. I'll give him the five blocks, but that's a puke game for Porzingis. And He's uh, averaging 17 and, and uh, nine right now this year. Uh, Porzingis? Porzingis. But, I mean, yeah, Dodgers, but- 39, 9.6 assists, one and a half steals. The guy's almost averaging a triple-double. He did in November. Ingram continues to fill it up for the Pels. 24 points, six uh, dimes, three steals, and a block. He's a fantastic player. One of the things I think I sent you tonight, uh, did I not, Carver High, the thing on um, Zion Williamson? He's like, it's six weeks to the day that he had the knee. Itching to play again. But he's not even on the court. Not even on the court yet. So there's no way he's close, right? If you're not on the court, you're not playing anytime soon. I don't, doesn't sound like it. What is it? Do you think it's two weeks? Man, Before he even I'll, gets on the court. If he hasn't gone near it yet, you would think it's going to be a little while longer now still. Gentry says, in these situations, you have to protect the players from themselves because he's itching to play, and they're not going to let him. He had the uh, lateral meniscus in his right knee operated on, and um, everybody wanted an update. The answer is uh, he'll get back as soon as he can, but has yet to start working. And Gendry said, I think he's fine. I don't think it's anything that can be rushed. I think it's uh, a time thing. Six weeks is what we said. Obviously, he's making progress. But when the time comes for him to get on the court and do things like that, uh, he will. It's not anything that's going to be rushed or any shortcut. It's a matter of taking the time to make sure he's fine. It's really, um, you know, no one wants to admit it, but it's hurt their season dramatically because they had big plans, and those plans uh, uh, have washed. They're 6-15 and 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 4-7 and at home. Bottom line is, if he comes back in, let's say, three, four weeks, their season's already over. It's over. Now all you do is try to get to 500 the rest of the way. Well, and, I don't think they expected that much from with all these young guys this season. I think this season was all about gelling, getting the new system in there with Gentry, about building for the future. But you know, he people like people paid to watch him play. Oh, of course. That's why they got him. Everybody wants to watch him play. They don't care about results. They just want to watch that guy play basketball. Right, but in the end, you know, it's, they want to watch him play for five, seven, ten years. Not just, hey, let's go shove him out there real quick before he's ready and blow out his knee and ruin his career. I mean, I think the longer you go, if he comes back and or starts working three or four weeks and feels a tweak 
or it comes back and something else happens, you might be in a Embiid Simmons situation where you just say, you know what, forget it. You sit the whole year, you relax, come back next year completely healthy, and we'll start over. Are you surprised the Lakers? Uh, I thought they'd uh, actually lose tonight in Denver. I thought Denver would give them a better game, but the Lakers kicked their ass 105-96. LeBron had 25-6-9. and Another big game from big game James. And then, uh, obviously, uh, they were, you know, going to lose two in a row. And that didn't happen. And, again, AD had 25, 10 boards, and a block shot. So, uh, they continue to rake. Uh, Howard had 13. Rondo had 11 and six dimes and a steal. And uh, they're just getting productivity from everybody. I mean, the whole lineup scores. Everybody gets in on it. I mean, literally every guy that got in the game for the Lakers scored in the game. Every guy. So that, that's when you know you're a good team. When every guy, the bench guys, you know, uh, Daniels, Caruso, Rondo, Howard, Kuzma, they all scored. Pope, Green, McGee, they all scored. You know the one thing I think about that team that the difference is for me, and everybody will say it's LeBron, and, and, and obviously Davis is a magnificent player, right? But I think the key for me is that in the block, in the low block, they've got three bigs. They got Davis, and they got Dwight Howard playing out of his mind, and then they got McGee, who's just absolutely uh, uh, you know, a freak. He blocks shots and gets rebounds, and he's he's a shot alterer. McGee is a very long, like, does he not play like he's seven foot? Like, just gigantic shot blocking alteration type guy in the paint. All three of them. And they get all the rebounds, and they alter shots, and I think their size has made the Lakers so exciting to watch play this year is that they're killing people in the paint. Yeah, those guys have been huge for them because, you know, the big thing is that takes the pressure off Anthony Davis. Because all we heard when after this trade was he didn't want to play center, doesn't want to play center, doesn't want to play center. Well, those guys are playing so well he doesn't have to. You can get those guys in there and split minutes between the three of them so that, that takes the pressure off him and lets him go outside, lets him shoot threes, lets him you know, dribble the ball a little more. And right now, I know it's early season, of course, you know, way too early, but Dwight Howard set himself up for comeback player of the year. The way that this guy's accepted his role and has just finally – played within himself. This is the best he's played since Orlando, in my opinion, because all these other times where he's supposed to be a star, he was a jerk. Even when he went to Atlanta, to D.C., nobody wanted him because he still thought he was some superstar that needed to dominate the team. He's come to L.A., kept his mouth shut, played his role, and been incredible for them. Don't you think that he finally uh, you know, realized that he was such a D, that everyone was done with him, and it was his last straw, and that he had no more uh, opportunity? This will be the last job he ever has. And he's gone out and he's had, you know, almost seven points a game, seven rebounds a game, almost a dime a game, and playing, uh, you know, I I think just rocking, uh, you know, 13 tonight. He's averaging that seven spot over the last 10. On the road, he's been even better, seven and a half points a game. And uh, his career, he's a 17-point guy. And this is who he is now. It's seven points or whatever. But he contributes and does his job every night without fail and is not complaining. Is just playing with a smile on his face and then and you know going all out when he's in there and I think that's made the difference for him just admitting that it's over and admitting that he knows he has no other opportunities this is the end of the road so either give it everything you got and enjoy it smile and play hard for your teammates and they'll respect that anything else is uncivilized right he's not sitting there calling for the ball expecting to post up and dominate and be a part of the offense you know call some plays for him he's just going in there cleaning up the trash grabbing the rebounds putting them back you know pick and rolls, things like that, just doing whatever they need him to do. 
Frank Vogel said Dwight Howard um, and McGee have really impressed him. Our centers have uh, really impressed me, both Dwight and JaVale. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And um, I mean, it's just unbelievable, uh, in my opinion, uh, what they've done in the low block, seriously. And, um, you know, there's been talk of uh, what is the deal uh, with this Cousins thing? Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, the, you know, the vet plucked from Golden State. His injuries have been nothing but a problem, suffered a torn ACL. He's been present at the facility for practice, but hasn't participated in anything with the team, and instead using the time to rehabilitate. On Sunday, he walked laps around the perimeter of both courts at the UCLA uh, training center, and uh, he's facing a misdemeanor domestic violence charge after allegedly threatening his ex-girlfriend and the mother of a seven-year-old son during a phone call this summer. And NBA officials are working with uh, the Mobile, Alabama Police Department to coordinate a surrender date for Cousins. And uh, they're saying it's it's untrue that the NBA reached out to those police department people to do the surrender according to the NBA. Nothing like having that hanging over your head, right? Seriously. Uh, Eric in Miami, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Scott, can I get a Presidente, please? Can we get him a freshie? You know, uh, Presidentes are always great. I used to drink them at the Orange Bowl when I went to see the Canes. All about the U, son. All about the U. Um, listen, I don't, uh, I don't disagree necessarily that the Heat are going to stay a top three seed all season. And when they get to the playoffs, uh, I, guess, I think it was Carver High who was saying, it's not, you're not wrong necessarily that the lineup isn't all that intimidating, especially when they shorten the bench. However... To list out a bio, to just say out of bio, like Bam out of bio is an elite center in the NBA right now. I, I think he's definitely. The offense uh, listen, I think he's getting a lot better for sure. There's no denying that the guy can play, and I don't think he was like, oh, he sucks. I just think he said he's not, you know, freaking out that you're facing uh, out of bio. You know, tonight he had a great game, 18 points, seven boards. You know, if I can get that out of that guy every night, I'm loving life. And uh, certainly this year he's giving you 14 a game and 10 boards, a double-double every night. So, yeah, he is uh, certainly turning into a badass. And uh, I think they're a good team. And you know what? The thing I like about him and nobody ever talks about is, is Goran Dragic. In crunch time, in the fourth quarter, with uh, you know under five minutes to go, that guy is money. He is absolutely lethal, and he knows how to take over a game at any point of a game, and especially in those last five minutes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.